we do a lot of research on, on different sites and we try to understand the same thing that you're asking. Um, one of the things, and it's probably the biggest thing that I see a lot, you know, there are a lot of companies that do have chat, but like you said, they just can't figure it out. They have it, they just don't know how to use it. You are listening to the Higher Ed Podcast. We uncover the future of higher education, current trends, insights from the sector's brightest, and actionable advice for leaders and executives. Creating impactful universities, well-branded colleges, and best-in-class student experiences. Join us as we redefine the sector one episode at a time. So we welcome... An extraordinary special guest to the podcast today, a friend, colleague. Um, George and I have both worked with uh, Mitch in a couple different lives. Um, I like to call him uh, Chatting Mitch <laughs> or Money Making Mitch <laughs> from the movie Paid in Full. But um, we know him as Mitchell Way. He's a founder and a managing partner at Chatworks. Uh, Mitch, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Hey, guys. Um, again, my name is Mitchell Way. Uh, I'm the founder and managing partner at Chatworks. Uh, we're a business agronomics firm. Uh, we focus on uh, customer engagement, uh, designing, developing, and redefining your uh, customer landscape, your CX experience for uh, different businesses. Wow, big word. I mean, agronomics. Can you can you unpack that a little bit uh, for our audience? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, agronomics. Uh, initially, agronomics came from farming. Uh, it's a scientific uh, use of data to uh, understand and learn how to uh, grow uh, crops so that they're producing uh, the maximized amount of production for uh, produce and uh, farming in, in itself. Uh, what I did was I took a look at it, and when I look at things from a consultative perspective, I always look at the root cause of things. And the word root itself brought me back to agronomics. I was like, hey, you know, it starts from the soil. Uh, and when you look at business landscaping, um, the landscape has changed due to COVID-19. So right now what we do is we take a hard look at the way the landscape is laid out right now. Uh, what does the soil look like? Is is your business prepared and in the right place in order to cultivate your CX landscape. That's basically what we do. So, you know, it's definitely different, uh, but it, it, there's some scientific data behind it. Uh, and we believe it's, it's unique and it's fulfilling. Awesome. Uh, Mitch, what made you, you know, start Chatworks, right? What's the mission? You know, why, sure. how does this come about? Sure. You know, Kamar, I've been in, uh, the call center space for 20 some years. Um, I've been there from the agent level all the way up to um, the VP level managing operations um, on all, all spectrums. Um, and what I've seen is I, I've seen some good things. I've, I'm very blessed in that I've been able to learn so much uh, during my time in my career. But what I saw the most was, you know, the shortfalls. I saw the, the unengaged directors, uh, the people that weren't providing us the tools that we needed as leadership to be able to really scale and drive performance the way it should be. Um, I saw the lack of data, the lack of engagement with the customer. I saw, you know, poorly paid employees that were, you know, causing uh, damage, irreparable damage to brands just because, you know, they weren't getting paid enough money. So they didn't really care about the conversations they were having with customers. Um, those, those things and, and so much more uh, has driven me to to put to bed put together a better mousetrap, 
Um, I wanted to build something that has employees that are, are paid well, um, well enough that they, they appreciate the brands. They understand uh, the premise behind building that culture. Um, I pay them well, so they, they in turn do well for the company itself. Um, I wanted to build something around what I knew and what I knew was CX landscape. I understand customer service backwards and forwards. I understand the engagement piece and, and how that drives brands and, and products and service, uh, you know, in, in terms of revenue. Um, so I built a company that does top line and bottom line focus, um, but it's allowed me to really dive into my expertise as an operations manager and uh, be able to provide a service and a company out there that I think people can leverage. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Mitch, the Higher Ed podcast is definitely focused on higher ed, right? So I know um, one of the things George and I wanted to do was we wanted to, you know, bring a potential resource on for our listeners. Can you, you know, start to maybe unpack how uh, ChatWorks could help uh, people in the higher ed space? Oh yeah, I'm actually I'm really really excited to talk about higher ed. Uh, the reason why is because I I I started my career in higher ed, so I understand it um, not only from a conversion standpoint, so from lead to enroll. Let's talk lead to enroll, um, but also from a budget standpoint. Um, I know that typically schools, you know, they don't have a lot of budget when it comes to marketing. It's really shallow. Uh, it's very versatile and. Um, it can come and go as fast as, as you blink your eyes. Um, so I wanted to be able to build something for them that allows a school to base their engagement off of traffic. So what Chatworks does is we look at your, your traffic. Number one, uh, I know that Engine is amazing at, at driving traffic to a website. So, you know, if you're having problems driving your traffic there, that's the beginning piece. But let's talk a little bit further about what happens when you get the traffic there? So when you get the traffic, you can't just have a website where you're just saying, hey guys, we have all these things that you can enroll in. There it is, enroll. You have to have somebody that can go on there and answer questions. Because especially right now, you know, there are people that are still looking like, am I going to a brick and mortar? Am I going online? You know, how much does it cost? What, how long are the terms? When is the start date? Does financial aid cover this? They have all these questions. What Chatworks does is we design a conversation around uh, exactly what your brand is. Um, we don't indulge any information that you don't feel is needed. Like if you don't want us to put the pricing out there, that's not a problem. What we do is we capture that lead information, get them excited about going to school at your brand, and then forward that information on to your, um, your admissions advisors for conversion. Uh, typically, our lead to enroll is going to be anywhere from 20, I would just ballpark it about 20 to 30%. Um, Yeah. On a call center level, you're looking at probably a 5% conversion rate. And that's typical for a call center. You're burning through leads that you purchased. um, They're hit and miss. Uh, When you do it through chat, these are people that are on the website. They're already interested. You're catching them at point of sale, their highest point of interest. uh, So they convert higher. Um, Also, when you look at it from a call center perspective, um, it's a one-to-one ratio. It's one agent to one person on the phone, one prospective uh, student. When you look at it from what Chatworks does, it can be one to five on chat and one to 40. So I can handle one to 40 people at one time without losing quality on messaging. 
Um, They can also come back and look at that conversation again in a day and talk to the same exact person. They don't have to go to a different person. Uh, Lastly, let's talk about pricing real quick. I talked about budgeting, right? Uh, and, and being that budget is so volatile, there's risk there. So schools are like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to invest in this big thing and it caused all this ruckus. And what if it doesn't work and we lose all this money? So what we did was we built a model based on your traffic. Let's just say you're, you're getting under 50,000 visitors in traffic. Um, I can have a small amount of my agents handle that because again, we have a one to five or one to 40 ratio. Um, so it doesn't cost me anything in terms of capacity to be able to handle that versus a call center. So what I do is I base it off of your traffic and under 50,000, you're looking at $500, $500 a month, flat rate. That's 24, seven, 365 bilingual at $500 a month. I mean, you, you just, you can't beat it. So people always ask like, well, wait, 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 wait. But, and I, come on, I know you're thinking it. You're like, well, $500, how, how do you do $500? Because we are not trying to hit people on the front end. We're definitely not. We're not trying to sticker shock people. We figure if we can offer something that a lot of schools will look at and say, hey man, this is great. This is great. We can afford it. There's little risk. Then we win through just the, the sheer amount of companies that sign up with us. Um, we don't have to hit people across the head. Um, that allows us to pass that savings on to you know, people like yourself. This episode of the Higher Ed Podcast is brought to you in part by Engine Systems, an active performance and growth management company for the higher ed space. Engine Systems provides extraordinary insight, develops data-driven strategies, and works in conjunction with your institution to bring about the results and outcomes you need to expand your mission to more and more students. Engine Systems focuses in five distinct verticals, admissions training, CRN implementation and utilization, media management, call center operations, and active performance and growth management, which covers everything from staffing to budgeting. To learn more about Engine Systems and schedule a free discovery call, please visit our website at engine.systems. You, you look like there's there's something some things you want to unpack right there uh so i'm gonna let you go yeah i'm very curious because you know i think a lot of companies struggle with chat they struggle with messaging yeah and especially in higher ed i've noticed everyone wants to push forms yeah exclusively yeah. forms and i'm like well why like you know does your phone not ring if someone calls you and that's why you only want forms? Like what, what, like, like right. what's the infrastructure set up to where you're, you're, you're 95% forms. Right. And you know, from a marketing standpoint on the landing pages, you can send people to different calls to action. And so right. a lot of clients that we're working with on the marketing side, you know, we'll be like, well, what's your contact rate with all these lead forms? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, our contact rate is 25%. It's 30%. And I'm like, okay, well, if I send you a phone call, assuming you answer it, the contact rate's 100% because they're calling you. Correct. But now, you know, with your product, it's sort of the next evolution of pushing traffic where the primary call to action is chat. And a yeah. lot of folks I've talked to, even that have call centers with lots of reps that 
can handle inbound phone calls effectively. They can handle lead forms. They really can't figure out chat. Yeah. So what would you say are the one or two things that kind of led you guys to be able to figure out chat or what are some of the one or two mistakes that our listeners that they have an established call center, they've tried chat. It didn't really yeah. work. They didn't, you know, they didn't really get the results. What are one of the two or things that they're doing wrong and or that, sure. that you've learned so far with chat? Yeah, that, that's a great assessment, George. Um, and it's, it's spot on. Uh, we see the form push a lot as well. Um, we do a lot of research on, on different sites and we try to understand the same thing that you're asking. Um, one of the things, and it's probably the biggest thing that I see a lot, you know, there are a lot of companies that do have chat, but like you said, they just can't figure it out. They have it. They just don't know how to use it. Um, what they do is their mind is set around capturing lead data. So again, what they're doing is they have a pre-chat survey. So chat will pop up. The person will click on it, chat to talk to us, pre-chat survey will pop up and it'll ask them for all their information. Give me your name, email, phone number, and then you can connect with us. Number one, you cannot use pre-chat surveys. Pre-chat surveys are the worst thing to use because you're asking somebody to give you all their information before you even give them anything. And they already know, like, if I give them this, they're going to blow my phone up a million times. <laughs> or blow up my email. And so the schools don't know that. They're just like, oh, we can capture this information. I'm like, no, you have to engineer the conversation. So that's what we do is we focus on conversational engineering. We're like, okay, let's leave the pre-chat survey out, but let's, let's engineer a conversation that flows into getting their name, flows into getting their email. It's throughout the conversation so that the customer doesn't even realize it. They're just going through having a conversation with us by the end of the conversation, we've captured all the information. And when you look at it from a call center standpoint, you know, if I'm to go back and listen to a call, part of the problem is you got to make sure that your reps are saying the right things. So when you go back and listen to a call, you have to review those things. You're like, okay, let me go back, listen to the call, see if they said this, see if they did that. Well, on chat, it's a, it's a live chat transcript. It's a document that you can not only share with your customers, but you can keep and archive it and it's much easier. You can just pull it up and read through it. Not only do you see what you say, but you see what they say. And so when you look at that, pushing a form is probably the worst way because it, there's not a real engagement there. It, it's just a form. It is what it is. But let's say that we take it another step and we say that the school is, they're just hard set on pushing a form. What you do is you add chat to the form. So now you pop a script that allows us to capture the abandonment rate on the form because certain people go through the form and they're like, Oh, you know what? I'm halfway through. I got a question or I don't think this is right for me. Let me get off of there. And they drop out like a shopping cart. Um, when you pop the script the right way, you can capture them and say, Hey, I see that you're on the form. Do you have any questions? Is there anything I can answer for you? And you give them more confidence to go ahead and complete that form. So th those are a lot of the big mistakes. Uh, that they're making and just outside of just not having chat. Um, they don't understand the conversion rate and that's typically what hurts them. Yeah. I, th I think there's just, there's such an untapped resource for chat messaging, whatever you want to call it. Um, especially because, you know, I have a lot of conversations with clients. We're running all the media and a lot of the times we're talking about how are we flighting our budget mm -hmm. and the hours 
and right. we're kind of a, we're kind of aligning the bulk of the of the advertising spend to happen when the call center hours are open. Right. But there's a lot of people searching at night, searching yep. at, like like when people are searching and when your call center is open are not usually aligned. Now it might align slightly more in EDU, um, but even so, people are looking in the evenings, they're looking on the weekends. Right. And you know, there's a lot of opportunities for brands, even if they want to push phone calls and or forms mm-hmm. when it's after hours and you can't have the speed lead or you can't answer your phone why not send it to chat, right? And why not dynamically change your call to action to be 100% chat? Yep. Um, there, there's also the, um, you know, there's retrospect. When you look through the CX landscape, you know, a lot of people are sending out email. They always send out emails, right? Email drip campaigns have been around forever, um, but they don't know how to use chat. So what, what they need to do is you copy and paste an HTML code from the chat platform um, you copy that into the email address. So what happens is when the person goes through and they read their email, hey, you know, this is a new promotion for this school, open house, blah, 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 blah. Uh, on the bottom of it, they'll have a button that'll say click the chat and they'll click it inside the email and it'll open up an actual chat window so we can chat with them. So now you have true engagement. Now they're engaged within the email. They've read the email. They have true customer support. You can capture lead information right then, right there. You can get them set up. You can sign them up uh, if need be. And, and talking about the hours of operation aligning, um, you know, that's why Chatworks went ahead and made it 24-7. Like I knew it. I knew that working in BPOs that the things they charge extra for are having 24-hour service, um, having it seven days a week, having it bilingual, those are things that they're going to say, oh, that's a premium rate. Sorry, we're going to have to charge you extra, right? And, and you figure, man, you're talking about, you know, $33 an hour per agent per head, you know, from a call center perspective. You know what I mean? I have a flat rate. I mean, I set it up to bully the market. Like, they can't beat it. There's no way. Um, and I did that on purpose because I understand exactly what you said. It's not a line. People are looking at night when they're just laying around after they got off work. Those aren't call center hours. And if you are paying those hours, you're killing yourself. And even if you outsourced it, if you did it in-house, you're paying for insurance, the agent's rate, the whole nine. If you outsource it, then you're paying the premium rates. So either way, you lose. Um, so to be able to use Chatworks and define that market and say, I can give you 24-7, 365, seven days a week. And I don't even charge um, extra for those things. It's, it is what it is. This episode is brought to you in part by Chief Digital Marketers, the leading marketing agency for higher education and healthcare companies. Chief Digital Marketers ensures alignment between your marketing strategy, customer journey, and call center operations to guarantee qualified leads that turn into revenue at scale. To learn more or to get an audit of your current marketing initiatives, please visit chiefdigitalmarketers.com. So in terms of, there's obviously a big need um, in the marketplace for support with chat. Yep. Um, in terms of, we've talked a little bit about where you can engage the customer and introduce chat. So we've talked about landing pages, mm-hmm. which is more traditional. We've talked about forms, 
and kind yep. of dynamically when we're going to pop chat based on their engagement already. Sure. Um, you mentioned email. Um, is there anything, is there any other points where you could integrate chat? Is there Facebook Messenger? Is there other, oh, yeah. other, other, can you just give our audience kind of the overall roadmap of where we can integrate chat into our experience? Sure. Um, number one, social media is huge. I mean, social media drives everything. Um, that's where messaging comes in at. So uh, our platform, we're able to integrate with your uh, social media accounts. Um, so we can answer it just like they were on Facebook. Uh, it is definitely 100% mobile friendly. Um, and I think the other big thing is that we can uh, API with your apps. So if you have a mobile app for your school, uh, we're able to integrate with those apps. A lot of traffic comes through apps because everybody does everything through the phones now. So it's easier to integrate through the mobile interface. Uh, we can do that seamlessly uh, without any issues. Um, looking at how we integrate and making it seamless. And we, uh, we have a, a team that actually takes the chat window and brands it to your brand. So it looks and it feels like you. They don't know it's chat works. Uh, they just know that they're being engaged through the school on this app. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, definitely social media, definitely email, um, definitely applications. And then, you know, the regular website itself, um, there's a trick to the website. A lot of people pop the chat button immediately. Um, what we like to do is we, we look at the Google analytics side of it. Uh, we go to the back end, we look at it, we understand exactly the time that your customers are leaving your site. Cause you know, we're looking at bounce rate and exit rate. So we're saying, Hey, you know what, you got, uh, you know, 40% bounce rate, 50% bounce rate. Uh, that means people are going to your first page and they're leaving. So we definitely know we need to have it on your first page, but what you don't want to be is intrusive. So you don't want to pop it in their face and be like, Hey, chat with us before they even have a chance to look around. That becomes that, that I go to shop for a car and the guy's just all over me about buying this car. Like I need some space, you know, introduce yourself and then leave me alone and I'll come to you. Uh, so what we do is there's two buttons that you use. You use this, the, the traditional uh, static button. That button usually sits on the header. It says chat now. It, stay there, it stays there and never goes away. Then there's a chat bubble that's on the bottom. That one is dynamic. It should be proactive. So it should pop um, whenever you set it in terms of timing. And I usually leave 20 to 30 seconds in there. I let them browse around a little bit and then pop it. The reason you have two of those is because if you pop that script and you say, hey, welcome to so-and-so school. You know, my name is so-and-so. How can I help you? And they shut that button and don't want to chat. And then they go through the rest of the site and they find a question. They're like, oh, you know what? I did have a question. They just go to the static button. So I see a lot of sites that don't even have that. They just have one chat button. If it gets closed, it's done. Conversation is over. You lost engagement. Uh, so you, you want to have those two, but, you know, in terms of connecting and what spaces, we can pretty much get on anything that you have. Yeah, Mitch, well, tell um, me a little... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, George, go ahead. No, please, you go ahead. I'm just going to say, I'm curious uh, about how, kind of two things, right? The student engagement in higher ed, but yeah. then how do you make sure that, you know, you've got an admissions team, you've got a potentially a call center, and now we've got chat works, making sure that, you know, there's no silos, right? There's no fighting. You know, yeah. there's a kind of cohesive uh, 
working together to make sure that, you know, the student experience is great? Sure. Um, it should be seamless. Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, we worked through that uh, several times. Basically, what has to happen is uh, we follow rules of engagement as well. Um, typically, admissions runs through rules of engagement. Um, but we set up rules of engagement that align with admissions. Uh, we know that we tie directly into your CRM. Uh, so we follow whatever protocol you have for that CRM in terms of how you want things to be uh, displayed, what type of notes you want in there, um, dispositions that we follow. Uh, they should align uh, correctly to make sure that it's a seamless transition. Um, but the big thing is, you know, looking at it, you're basically getting a qualifying center uh, for way less than you would ever get if you tried to build it in-house. Um, you know, typically schools are buying leads. They're buying leads. They're trying to find, you know, we need to get resources. We need to, they have a marketing spend and they're spending on leads, a certain portion of that. Um, where that gets eaten up is you're going to convert about 5% of those leads into actual enrollments, right? Um, what I look at is I always look at cost and top of mind for me is, you know, knowing how much a enrolled student is for that school. Um, when you look at that one student enrolled and then you look at it against the cost for that month. So let's just say they're running at $500 a month on our, our plan of 50,000 in traffic. So they're spending $500 a month. You know, I can tell you right off the top of my head that one enrolled student pays for that already. Um, so, you know, and looking at a 20, let's just say on a low end, let, let's, let me go outside of the bucket instead of saying 20 to 30%. Let's just say I, we enrolled, lead to enroll is about 10% or yeah, about 10%. So we're still above call center, but 10% is going to bring you how many actual enrollments. So you see what I'm saying? We're, we're always going to be profitable in that way. Um, and a lot of times what happens is they don't have the ability to, to sustain that type of a company. Uh, they're like, hey, we'd love to keep them on, but it just costs too much. We don't have that. You know, it's $500. We can make that as long as we're making one enrollment with you per month, we're going to cover the cost and keep going. Um, so the alignment piece is also having... Uh, meetings. We send a lot of, uh, of uh, logistics. We have a reporting team that actually breaks down, you know, our connections, our engagements, uh, drop rates. Uh, we look at everything, every piece of data that you can think of. Uh, we're data heavy. Uh, we also have a team on the back called DevWorks. Uh, DevWorks is basically a, um, they're a technology team. They're basically there to take a look at what's happening analyze the data and say, hey, I think we know how to improve the actual landscape by doing X, Y, and Z. So they run scenarios. We have um, actual engineers uh, that sit back there and they, that's what they do all day is they say, hey, you know, if we change this to this, I think we can increase their conversion rate by this. Uh, so that's what the DevWorks team does. So we always push that forward. We make that transparent. We build out quarterly reviews. Uh, we're doing the same things that a lot of companies are doing, but we just do it a lot more robust. I just want to add one thing on the price. You know, you're talking about enrollments, covering the price. A lot of conversations I've been having the last couple months with the call center uh, leadership is how do we reduce our cost 
and not take too much of a hit on our quality. For sure. It's COVID, right? Everyone's <laughs> trying to cut costs. That's where it's and at. where are they going to look? Yeah. They're going to look at training. They're going to look at marketing. And then the next place they're looking is the call center. Guaranteed sure. in that order every time. Yep. And so a lot of people, but they don't want to sacrifice the quality. And so a lot of the conversations, people say, hey, how can we reduce our cost? It's like you talked about at the beginning. Every phone call is a one-to-one. Right. So you're going to get admissions, right? And you're going to get qualified leads at a higher rate. And the cost per lead is going to translate to where it's going to make up your fees. But a different way to look at it is also on the staffing model that you have on your missions team. Because if you shift, you know, 10% of your phone calls to chat, yep. just do the math on the staffing costs, which is going to be the whole bulk of your call center anyway, right. you're going to save $500. Easy. Very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yep. 100% right. And that's what's hard about it is, uh, you're right. Uh, the conversations that we're having are the same. You know, a lot of people are like, well, we don't know how to, we need to save money, but we're this and that. And I'm like, you know what? I, I just had a conversation uh, um, with uh, a group in Wisconsin about the state unemployment. We were talking about state unemployment and they were talking about the traffic and their, their idea was to add bodies. They needed to add more bodies because the traffic spiked uh, so high. And my conversation with them was like, you know what? you need to change your landscape. So in order to change your landscape, you need to look at not only, if you don't want to reduce your staff, you need to look at utilization. You need to sit there and you need to say, all right, I have a hundred people working. Out of those a hundred people, who's hitting the non-productive and productive time marks? So if you have 50 of them hitting the productive time and you have 50 that aren't, they're in the non-productive bill, but they're still billable hours. That means that these people are getting paid by you, but they're not meeting any production. So at one point, you're going to have to either go in and make some hard decisions, right? But what I'm saying is when you look at it from a chat standpoint, you're, you're looking at an agent that can handle twice the workload for less money. Now, that's productive across the board. Even if they don't, let's say they don't meet the productive hours, they're still going to kill it just based on the sheer amount of capacity that they can take. Um, so either way, it works out that chat is just a more efficient tool. Uh, chat and messaging just, they overshadow anything now, especially with the way COVID has changed the landscape. You know, all through my career, when I was coming up and learning chat and learning call center, um, I started out and I did the same thing. I was like, oh, you know, we can hybrid these. We can make them do part-time phone and switch over to chat. What I learned was exactly what you said. It, it's actually a different mindset. Um, you know, voice and, and live chat are, are two very separate things. And that is a problem that I see within companies. They're like, oh, well, I take my, my overflow group and they do chat. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't want to do that because chat is a different mindset. Uh, it's very, very different. And it, it takes a special type of agent to do those things. Not to say that agents on the phones aren't good enough, but we actually recruit specifically for people that can multitask, typing speed, uh, grammatical errors, things like that. Like we, we recruit for very, very specific things. And like our agents run at about a minimum of 60 words per minute. You know, so you can't always have a phone agent that does 60 words a minute. 
it just doesn't happen. So if the conversations aren't fluid, you got some problems there, right? Um, so that's that's huge, man. That's really, really, really important um, to talk about. All right. Well, that sounds like a perfect place to end it. It's a great podcast. Uh, Mitch, really appreciate you. Uh, you gave us, our listeners a lot of information. Um, and, and I think this is definitely one of those areas where um, the education is vital. And I think the need for listening to the Higher Ed Podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by Engine Systems and Chief Digital Marketers. For more information on topics discussed, you can visit engine.systems or chiefdigitalmarketers.com. Join us next week and every week after for more innovative and actionable advice.